Hey, this is Baird. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Boke Watch Knobs, the only watch podcast that tends to say whatever comes in their circuits. You have made it to episode 216, Baird. Hello. Hello again, Baird. You've yes. joined me again. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get too uh hopefully it doesn't get too watered down and everybody's like, oh Baird again. Jesus. No, everyone everyone heard Baird and immediately took off their shirts and ah! turned the TV off and said, This is it. This is the one I'm focusing on. I don't I care a, about any of Kaz's Soviet urology episode bullshits. This is the episode. I got <laughs> I gotta watch my loud laughs. Apparently I hurt James's ears. Did uh, you <laughs> I say which, own it. Which like I said, if if this keeps happening, I'm gonna get a I'll probably get a microphone that sits on the desk instead <laughs> we of a can, headset. We can, we can get you a mic. We can reach into the TBWS coffers and look past the moths and get you a mic. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, and then just get on Slack and be like, thanks, taxpayers. <laughs> taxpayer. This I is wish, for your benefit, quote unquote. I, I wish our local taxes went to the, the, the TBWS fund. I feel like that would solve most, if not all, of my problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here, let's do this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Bear, thank you again for joining me. Um, episode 216. This is actually an episode that is coming again, uh, courtesy of another incredible listener. This is sort of in the same vein of other episodes we've done. We've done like an episode just talking about like affordable dive watches, an episode just talking about why quartz chronographs are cool. And in that vein, episode two sixteen, courtesy of Instagram user, I shouldn't I should not be able to get this name wrong. Luke underscore Lowry one one. That name again is Luke underscore Lowry one one huge TBWS mad motherfucking props to you for coming up with today's episode topic. Today's episode topic is Mecha Quartz, all about Mecha Quartz chronos, how they work, and some fun examples of Mecha Quartz chronographs that we want to talk about. And definitely, I think one of the more it's fucking super cliche, Baird. I was about to say one of the more misunderstood movements, but it's unavoidable. It's a really misunderstood movement. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I, I see that, like, I guess from my perspective, like, cause I've, you know, I guess I look up how things work, but, uh, you know, it's really simple and we'll talk about that, but we'll talk it, about it. it yeah. yeah. Well, the interesting thing is it's, it's, it's just, and we'll get more into this, but I think the reason Mecha Quartz gets like noses thumbed up at it is because people think the inclusion of anything Quartz related is kind of like a literal like chunk of shit. No matter how good my soup is, uh, there's a little chunk of shit quartz in it. It can't be that good. You know uh, what I mean? There's quartz in it. Ugh, I'm not, uh, uh, I was on well, board until yeah. you said mecha quartz. I, 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 I fall into that category sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. And everyone quartz again? Everyone, everyone, does, everyone has their own version of it. But here, let us do this, Baird. For the 216th time, would you like to make Two broke wash knobs history with me and do an audio wrist check. Oh yes, <laughs> you you go first. I'm my espresso's kicking in because I'm drinking espresso at 9 p.m. at Shh, night, and uh, I'm talking way too much. What do you What are you wearing? You're going to be up all night. I'm going to see you next week. <laughs> um, let's see here. So I I thought about like you know we're doing a chronograph episode, and I thought I'm going to go and get a chronograph and wear it for the show. And the one I the one I the funny enough. The one I wanted to wear is dead, and I have to get a battery for it. <laughs> Quartz, so, <laughs> you let us down. Yeah, I can't wind it. But uh, oh my god! 
So I actually have on the same watch I wore yesterday and for the majority of today, I have my uh, vintage Mito Commander 8299 uh, on today. And you've seen it. It's the one that looks like the Rolex uh, uh, Day Date. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's the poor man's Tudor Prince, It's which is the poor man's Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> it's the poor man's It's the Rolex. poor man's. Oh, man, these things are cool. Well, wait, wait, actually, hold on. What is it, 18? Which one was it? 8299. 8299. Motherfucking nine. Appreciate man, it. this thing is so cool. It's a really nice little watch, too. Um and it's it's a little you know it's it's a little it's the only thing that's kind of a downside is the crown is really tiny. I don't know why they do that. Let me see. That, that crown uh, is it's yeah. really tiny. Um, and, what, what, uh, what year is this watch? Uh, this somewhere in the uh, they they ran this from like the late '80s to early '90s somewhere in there. Nice. But it's a like I said, it's a nice little watch. It's. You know, nothing special. It's got the president style bracelet on it with the hollow end links, but it's it's really cool. I like that. You know, uh, there's uh, it's just funny. I was showing someone, I think I was showing them the Mito website. Uh, oh no, never mind. I was looking at a different brand. Yeah, I'm just in love with this sort of date just look. You know what I mean? And I. I, yeah, and the thing is, my boss used to have a Tudor Prince, mm. uh, or Oyster Date, or whatever they call it. You know, it's the same thing, right? Except this is a the big difference is this is a uh, maybe thirty seven or thirty eight or thirty six. I can't remember one. This one's a little bit bigger than a Tudor. But the funny thing is, is when he had that watch, he put it in my hand, and I started like looking up specs on it. And other right. than the fact that one of them has a case back on it that says Rolex. You know, I was like, that's the same movement, bro. It's the same fucking watch. Like, why is yours worth a thousand dollars more? You know. You're paying you're paying for the words. You're paying oh, for the words on the piece of metal. That's just like, like you both you both got your movement from the same garage, you know. It's like, <laughs> I mean it's 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 super similar with guitars. Anything with the word Gibson on it is immediately gonna be so much more expensive than anything else that's of equal quality. Obviously, it's the case with watches. I mean, plenty of watches. So much of it is just brand perception. Is there is there a car equivalent? You know what I'm saying? Or or is it pretty pretty clear with cars? Like what's good and what's bad, and the prices make sense. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just sometimes I'm amazed by what by cars that hold their value. Like hmm. like obviously Toyotas hold their value really well. Interesting. And they, they hold their value really well because they're you know even though I'm I'm not a Toyota fan. But uh, they they build a quality item, so right. the you know you, you can take an FJ Cruiser out and put one hundred and fifty thousand hard miles on that son of a bitch and still get fifteen grand for it somehow. Jesus, you know, and like old Toyota, like Toyota trucks, man, I'm telling you what they you can just it's unbelievable what people will pay for them even with a lot of miles on them so i mean it's because they make a quality product and i get that wow i i don't I understand sometimes when like a 
Dodge Challenger, and I'm not hanging on Challenger. I like Challengers. They're cool. But I don't understand why Dodge Challenger holds its value when I know, working for Chrysler, that sometimes they can be a rolling turd sack that <laughs> chews up a camshaft and spits it out the exhaust pipe. And I'm like, why the fuck do people pay $25,000 for this car with 100,000 miles on? It's going to have to have the engine rebuilt. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> I mean, may, I, well, it's just funny. I grew up super weird. I, my, my, my dad's a car guy, but he's like a super like luxury, like sports car guy. He yeah, basically told me, guy. what'd you say? I'm a poor car guy. He's a Porsche. <laughs> he's a he's Porsche a, car guy. I'm just a Porsche a guy. Poor, poor car guy. He told me any car with 75,000 miles on it has to just be destroyed. Like it's oh, well. just not worth driving. And I'm like, and that, and I don't that know if that makes sense. Case. That used really? to be the case. Man, oh, oh God! Shit. When I was a kid, hell, if a car had a hundred thousand miles on it, I wouldn't give you a thousand bucks for it. Wow. But okay. The, but the world has changed, and right. I'll tell you this: not all cars are that bad. Uh, rotary engines are that bad; they have to be replaced a lot. <laughs> but uh, that's different. But like a Subaru, for instance, you that's have. What I, yeah, I got a Subaru Brezza. We have two. Nice. Uh, my wife has a, she just bought a new, well, it's not new, it's new to us, a 2015 Forester. Nice. And we have our old 2002 Outback Battle Wagon. <laughs> it and still works. You better fucking believe it, man. <laughs> and that thing has almost 300,000 miles on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it doesn't make a lot of horsepower, you know, it. Right. But I'm telling you, man, Subaru built those naturally aspirated engines to last. Yeah. Okay. I feel better about my car. I'm going to have it for a while. I'm telling you, just fix the little things that break on it when they go bad. And that sucker will last forever. My, my Subaru is a 2017. It's got 20,000 miles on it. So oh, I'm, I'm going to have this thing still for the rest of my infancy. life. <laughs> it's still wearing diapers. <laughs> That's good. That makes me feel better. My wife has a Toyota Echo from like 2001, and that thing. Oh is done. my god! That thing is done. Unfortunately, it's got like 150,000 miles on it. But the problem is, for like 10 years, it was in uncovered parking, and oh. it's just like here in Florida, that's like a death sentence, even yeah. for a few years. And so we'll it's beat the paint off of it. It's all rusted and shit. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know? it, yeah. It beat the paint off of them for sure. Yeah telling you man here two broke car stops sorry everyone that's right um, sorry we're the new click and clack i don't know if you ever heard the remember that radio show from npr but uh that was a great radio show r.i.p bro r.i.p man but yeah i like this i like this Mito commander i think ah man orient has a sort of day day or rolex president sort of looking watch from their history that they kind of sort of make still I've been trying to keep my eye out for one of those because in the same way that my – I talked about this in a previous episode several times. In the same way in the same way, my Invicta Pro Diver filled my 40-millimeter subcase-like part of my brain, I really want something to fill the you know date just or day-date president or whatever the fuck it's called part of my brain. And so – but maybe I'll, maybe I'll look for one of these Mitos. These things are sweet, I'll, man. I'll tell you this. There's another one to look for about from the same era. Yeah, uh, maybe earlier eighties. I'm not really sure about the, uh, I've never like researched the dates, but Bolivar used to make a watch called a super Seville. Uh, let me see what's happening here. Look, look at that thing. 
full of a super Seville day. Cool with the fucking tuning fork on it, like the yeah. logo. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Now, one. Uh, here's something even cooler. Uh, so the Bull of a Super Seville, you know, very much a date just or president, you know, uh, day date looking watch. Very yeah. much so. Now, if you go up into your Google images, let me make sure this works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Type in the Boulevard Super Seville Square. Square. No. That's a, it's, Is it dude, square? Yes. Oh, my God. Baird, it's happening. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. <laughs> They're a little rare, but I'm, I'm telling you, if I could get my hands on that sucker, this man. Is- this is the that one. thing is dope. Look at the, see if you can find a, the wrist shot. It's a couple images down, but that thing is cool as shit. This is filling two gaps for me. This is going to fill my mythical square watch hunt, which I think you and I talked about last week. I'm looking for a square yeah. watch. I really want a square watch. And it's also going to fill my day date, ju- like my day date fluted bezel Rolex hunts. Oh, these are rare though. You said, Yeah. They're, they come up, uh, I see them on eBay or uh, Watch Recon or uh, what have you every so often. But the, um, because they're a little bit more rare, uh, you know, their prices in good shape can be uh, can be a little high. You can still, I think, get them for less than 1000 But, uh, mm. uh, God, there's one with a green dial. Holy crap. Oh, no, I was, I, there's but, some uh, fun colors. I think I like these Bulovas more than the uh, Mitos because the Mitos seem to just come in like, you know, gold, silver. silver. You know, black. Yeah. yeah. Some of these colors are pretty cool, actually. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I like those uh, quite a bit. So it may be if maybe somebody's getting something out of this conversation if they've never heard of them or seen them before. Go and check it out. Everyone literally just go to Google right now and type in Bulova Super Seville or Super Seville Square and just like, yeah, I don't. I don't know why these aren't more like, popular. Yeah, me neither. Why isn't that design out now? <laughs> can you imagine if... Oh my fucking Christ box. Can you imagine if Bulova did a version of this now? Oh, they'd probably put some bullshit on the front of it like, uh, tribute to so-and-so. Like, just <laughs> just put out a damn watch, for God's just, sakes. Just make the watch, guys. Actually, no. I don't want Bulova to put it out because they're probably going to try and shoehorn those super creepy... Uh, Accutron like ads with like the grandpa hitting on that like super young woman. Do you remember like with the, all, yes. all the Accutron shit? They're probably gonna get really gross with it. Hey honey, think you can? <laughs> hey, hey, hey honey, look at my fluted bezel. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. We'll get down later, and you can help me with my decolostomy bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I hated those ads. I think we literally gave those ads worst ads, the, well, the word for worst ads in our 2020, like end of year special. Well, I mean, that's, you know, they're, I, you know, I'll, I'll be right up front. I was raised by my mom. Right. So like, you know, that kind of like, uh, for lack of a better term, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. is really unappealing. Well, it's it's interesting like, because well, those watches. I think there's a reason why the whole, whether it was an, uh, uh, overt or as I punch a microphone, overt or inadvertent, the whole toxic toxic masculinity aspect of those ads. I think is a direct result of how much they're trying to charge for those watches. Those watches, 
those Accutron, those weird static motor electrons are going to run anywhere from like 5000 to 10000 bucks, depending on what kind of metal I think you get the watch in. Now, that's super expensive for a Bulova watch. Bulova will cater and add towards who it thinks can afford the watch. And for some reason, they think rapey males, rapey old males yeah. are the ones who... Who can not that only watch? does it not only is it gross because grandpa has decided he still wants to try to get a heart on, but it also makes, you know, like what kind of, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily want uh, a young lady that's just there for the watch. <laughs> I want her to like my sense of humor and my body odor and stuff well, like that. Grandpa mm-hmm. doesn't care, man. I mean, grandpa just needs someone to change his colostomy bag. That's just where that's it's right. at. Can you peel this diaper off? <laughs> I'm never going to put... Every time I see that ad now, I'm just going to hear that voice in my head. Yeah, that's what that's the voice my wife's going to hear when I'm 65. <laughs> oh, my God. Too good, man. Um, this is a great wrist check. Is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing anything. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing something special to me, but not doesn't doesn't require a lot of explanation. I'm wearing the Christmas chrono. I um, had a feeling that's what you're going to be wearing. <laughs> Because, like, I wanted to obviously wear, like, a quartz chrono. Um, the Mecha quartz that I've had, I don't – I usually have gotten them in for review, and they were, like, loners, and I've returned them or something. So I don't actually, like, have any Mecha quartz here, but I'm just like, yeah, I'll wear the – I'll wear the Orient Christmas chrono. Super fun. It's a limited edition. Uh, 2016 JDM model for Christmas in Japan. Uh, there are a thousand of these. It's a solar quartz which will be a fun episode to do in the future, actually, like only solar quartz chronos. And um, it's got it's got Baird's favorite 24-hour sub-dial on here, which I'm sure we're, we're going to talk about more. Uh, I promised on the Slack. I said I wouldn't bitch about it. No, this is the episode to do it on, man. This is literally the episode to do it on. But um, sure, I fired off all that rage last night. <laughs> I think... And my wife, I have to say this because she hmm. played devil's advocate and said, what about the guys on the submarines? And I said, they probably have a schedule that they stick to. It's the military. And she said, well, what about the people in Alaska who have 24 hours a day of sunlight? And I was like, this is a 1% possibility. 1%. So she wanted she wanted me to get on here and say that she won the argument, but I, I will not back down. Will not. For 99% interest, of people, it's fucking worthless. Baird, in the interest of my self-preservation, I can't take sides. So I'm going to let you, <laughs> I'm going to let you, you can handle that on, on your end, man. But I'll, I'll say this interesting tidbit. Um, uh, one of the more cool pieces within Soviet urology and by Soviet urology, I mean, watches produced in the Soviet Union between 1917 and 1991. I'm not talking about Russian watches. So please don't send me any fucking emails. Uh, Raketa made a 24 hour dial watch specifically for people close to the Arctic circle because, you know, it stays light all day or dark all day. And this is also at a time. Remember when we were talking about this last episode, you don't have a phone, you know, you exactly. You needed a fucking watch. You didn't have a watch. You were just a timeless dick. Like, you needed something on your wrist. You didn't have a watch. You know what I mean? There weren't, like, like yeah. So it's just, I think it, it, I think the 24-hour dial probably still has its place. Just definitely not as prevalent as back before, like, digital shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I, but, I can see it in, this, in the 40s when, you know, <laughs> Alex Popov was up in... <laughs> 
I'm probably being rude. I shouldn't be rude. But I bet he looked, he woke up and he was like, what goddamn time is it? And he didn't have the tools to get out there and measure the sun's point in the sky to know what time of day. So, yeah, I guess you're right. He could have used the 24 hour subdial. Under those very specific circumstances. Unless he accidentally said it wrong. (laughs) Unless he said, and if he forgot to wind it, oh my God, Alex is mega fucked. (laughs) What's he going to do? Oh, yeah. Actually, Why is the bar closed? That's <laughs> Why am I the only one walking around? Yeah. No um, that's too funny, man. But yeah, I'm wearing the Christmas Chrono. It's a fun watch. Uh, the the biggest draw to this watch and the thing that gets like... So this is my this is my spinning rim watch. It's, this is my watch with spinning rims because it's got the shiny dial. It's got the shiny, cool, hollow foil, 1990s comic book cover like you know graphic thing going on like it's just it's got some pinstripes it does cool shit in the sunlight it's turquoise it's cas teal anything everything else about this watch you know isn't that interesting so i'm just it these are my spinning rims essentially these are my spinning rims on my on my on my toyota to sell essentially you know what i'm saying i mean i i get that i i buy uh you know i buy watches based on how they look i don't necessarily like dig too far into the specs i know some people are like oh my god it's got a movement designed by you know jim dandy but it's just so interesting i'm definitely someone that knows exactly like what they want in a watch immediately when they see it and anything else i learn after that is just gravy if it's cool you know what i mean (laughs) like that's exactly what happened with with this watch with the orient uh, Christmas Chrono is exactly what fucking happened with my Grand Seiko. Like, when I first saw that Grand Seiko, I didn't know it was titanium, which is fucking awesome. I didn't even know it was 9F quartz, which is also fucking awesome. I just saw the dial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I feel like, I feel like it's always interesting when I hear folks, they have to be like, oh, well, what kind of movement is in it? It's like, no, dude, look at it. You either want it or you don't want it. Anything else is just kind of superfluous after that. Yeah, it gets, yeah, it gets like, like when people, I almost feel like if somebody sees a watch they really like, and then, you know, they like everything about how it looks, it it fits a niche or whatever. And then they go through the, uh, through the uh, specs on it and see Mm -hmm. that it has X movement. And then it's like, oh, I can't, I can't flex this watch at the super cool yacht club. Like, (laughs) They'll think I'm stupid because I have a quartz watch. I look poor. You know, like, <laughs> you are poor, brother. Yeah, I'm probably are. Own it. Just be poor. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know? and don't get me wrong. I've been in that situation. You know, somebody be like, oh, Baird's into watches. You know, dude will come over like, really? Let's, you know, let me show you my $50,000 watch. And I've got a Timex weekender on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I'm always across the hall. I'm afraid they'll see that Timex and be like, this guy has no clue what a watch is. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand. I've been in that position too, but, you know, it it is silly. You know, mm. just buy what you want. If you want the six-cylinder Camaro, just get it, you know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the Rip Snorting V8. Just buy the car you want. Just get it. Just get it. It's okay. Just get what you like when you know you like it. When you When you see it and you know you like it. So that's... Yeah, that's usually how I buy watches. That's how I gravitated towards this Orient Christmas Chrono. I thought it would be a fun one to wear uh, wear on air today. But uh, here, man, let's do this. 
Let's get into some TBWS housekeeping. Let's talk about the prolific amounts of balanced cock bugle contributions that one Damon TBWS contributor extraordinaire has been making over the past like couple of weeks. So go to bookwashknobs.com. If you are not familiar with what the balanced cock bugle is, it's imperative right now that Okay, listen, if you're at work and you're typing or whatever, stop fucking typing and just I need you to listen to me. If you're on the road or whatever, fucking pull over. I need you to listen to me. <clears throat> Everything on the balance cock bugle is fake. It's it's fake news. What? I, I don't want you people emailing me anymore. Oh, show me proof that they found uh, Buzz Aldrin Speedmaster. No, it's all listen, fake. No, listen, these, this is the reason <laughs> that the world is falling into... <laughs> fucking nonsense is because people see shit online it's real i know it one guy said it's a youtube video that said the world was flat it's it's flat i know it it's the problem statistically people read a headline and think they read the whole thing and then they go and tell their friends what has happened i don't know people why 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 have we become so ridiculous like i I'm going to sound like an old curmudgeon. Social media fucking ruined us because we're more used to reading status updates than an actual piece of editorial content. So someone feels like they only need to read the first 75 characters to get the entire gist of something, you know? Well, if I was that way, then this first one you've got on here with a forum contributor claims Dive Watch sucks because the loom isn't good enough, I felt was a personal jab. <laughs> so, yeah, Damon's got some really great ones out here. So, that's a good one. Yeah, forum contributor claims Dive Watch sucks because the loom isn't good enough. It's fucking hilarious. Go, go check it out. Uh, I love this one. Man develops chew addiction, facial hair, and PTSD after prolonged G Shock exposure. That's a really good one. Uh, this one was... Uh, <laughs> this next one's a pretty interesting hit. Uh, public provocateur assaulted over Speedmaster claims. Very fucking funny. Um, this one was very interesting. I thought this one was actually very well written. Ralph Lauren challenges JLC Reverso for bragging rights to iconic polo watch. Uh Based on the fact that I guess they got a polo person on all their fucking shirts, so it's just <laughs> <clears throat> I think that's that's Mr. Loren's uh, claim, <laughs> but it's it's go check it out. These are just for laughs. I literally had to add the word satire to every piece of content on the Balance Cog Bugle because l- l- listen, if you want to better understand what the Balance Cog Bugle is, it's the orological version of the Onion. The Onion is all satire. No one thinks it's well. I'm I'm sure some people still read the Onion and just they think it's real. But yeah, it's fake news, literally created for your entertainment. Go and read it. Have a laugh. It's a lot of really really good time. Uh, Oh, this is a good one. John Mayer tests fanaticism with limited edition Invicta release. God Almighty. (laughs) Uh, uh, This is especially. Pertinent right now, Zodiac to partner with candy companies for limited edition bezel, limited edition bezel colorways. Um, new it website. Like it could be real. It almost that's the worst part about that one in particular with Zodiac. <laughs> uh, new website SkinDiver.com identifies watches seen <laughs> in adult films. I gotta buy that fucking oh, domain if no one else has already. <laughs> God damn it. Go 
Go and check out twobrokewashknobs.com. Go to the Bounce Cock Bugle section. What, me? Oh, yeah. I'm. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> What's up? No, I had a little glitch there, but we're good. Oh, word. That's all good. Go go and check out twobrokewashknobs.com, the Bounce Cock Bugle. It's a ton of fun. Literally, it's just for the laughs. For the love of God, please, no one send me any emails asking for sources because, yeah, just don't. Uh, let me see here. Bam. This, this, this one. I have to say this one thing. The one about the the guy trading his a man regrets trading his left <laughs> testicle because it didn't have an uh, for a Brightling because it didn't have an in house movement. <laughs> like, I I so wish like because all these companies go into in house movements because God forbid mm-hmm. they you know have an edit in them or something like that. Right. And so I keep thinking that someday maybe because of that kind of stuff, I'll be able to get a like a Tudor Black Bay with an old Edda movement. With an Edda movement, cheap, those are because cool. nobody wants it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it just depends. It could be end up, it could end up being a collector's item if all the in-house stuff becomes so prolific. It could be like the Rolex Tiffany dial or whatever ah. the fuck Tiffany dial. You know what I mean? Say that stuff, Kaz, and it'll happen. That's gonna happen. <laughs> now, you have planted the seed. Have you seen Inception? Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> oh man! But here, let's do this. Yeah, go and check out the Bouncecock Bugle. It's literally just for laughs. Dear Damon Bailey, TV Dibs contributor extraordinaire, Bouncecock Bugle correspondent has done an incredible job of digging through the noise and pulling out the facts just for you. Baird, was that a dog on your end? It is. Uh, sorry, the. I've got the the dogs are playing in the next room. Oh, okay, good. I just want to make sure the dog is okay. The dog's okay. Oh yeah, they're oh yeah, they they do this all the time. I've been trying to get them to stop, but they they won't. Ah, let them do dog stuff. What Hopefully kind of dogs? They'll be you all have? right. Uh, they're all mutts. They're nice. uh, they're rescue dogs. Um, one of them is a, a. I don't know if you know what a saluki is. I do not. But it's a it's a it's a sight hound. It's like an Arab greyhound. Cool. So one of them is a Saluki mix, and uh, he's very long and lean, and he also has all kinds of goddamn anxiety problems. And dog, <laughs> Jesus, man, we have—he's a special needs dog. He's just a special <laughs> needs. <laughs> so, so, and then the other one, the other yeah. one's a Yorkie. She's a, a Jack Russell Yorkie. Um, Sounds like the first a, one's probably medium size, and this and this one's probably a smaller dog, right? Yes, and the smaller yeah. dog has a nuclear power plant for an energy cell, so <laughs> you know. But uh, we try to we try to get rescue dogs. You know, I I oh yeah, you know, why there's, not? God, there's so many. It's it, it. You know, if you like dogs, I, I'm not a huge dog person. My mom, but my wife is, and you know, it's it'll rip your heart out. You know, go to some of these shelters, and there's. Of course, around especially around here, and I'm sure it's the same way in Florida. Mm. There's fifty thousand pit bulls because oh, people got here, them and here, don't want to yeah. do anything with them, and they yeah. sit there in that pen. It's just it's awful. Or ch- yeah. or chihuahuas, you know, people throw those away too because they oh, got them th- thinking they were going to be pocket dogs, and they're ornery as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're they're playing, so hopefully they'll chill out for a while. No, it's good. I like it. I like the background noise. <laughs> just remind, it just reminds me of Michael's dog. Uh, let me see here, because he's oh, got a he's got a little dog he, too. Yeah, yeah. I think he's posted some pictures of it. Dog is so funny, dude. Oh, well, here, let's do this. But yeah, two Go and check it out. The website's about to be redesigned, so go and at least visit it to honor its memory, because it's not going to look this way. 
ever fucking again as far as I'm concerned. But here, let's do this. Baird, you want to talk about Mecha Course Chronographs? Sure thing. <laughs> I've got I've got some things to say. What do you got? I think let's start just with talking about what a Mecha Quartz Chronograph is. And you're probably way more qualified than I am to do that. Well, it's 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 still at its base. It's still just a quartz chronograph. And this is what I wanted to talk about mm. because it is supposed to be a quartz chronograph that um, mimics the action of a mechanical chronograph. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like most quartz chronographs, especially up through, you know, the first quartz analog chronograph was a Seiko 7A28. And, uh, you know, it would, when you would press the button, the main center second hand would still tick once per second. Yeah. And then there was a, you know, one twentieth of a second hand that spun around for 10 minutes and then would stop. And, I you know, that we, we talked about that watch last week too, I think, right? Yeah. Last that's, week. Funny enough, that's the one I was going to wear. That's got a dead battery in it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, awesome. uh, you know, but when you, you know, but when you stopped it, it, you know, all those hands have to kind of swing around back to their reset place. And basically what a, what a Mecha quartz does is one, you still have that single tick running seconds on most of them. Some of them don't have that second, uh, the two register ones don't have that, uh, center, that little running second hand, but right. nonetheless, your middle second hand, when you start it, you get a nice, uh, I got one here, you get a nice pop and then, uh, like a mechanical would be, and then it yeah. starts running at five ticks per second, which is what mechanical chronographs used to run at or still do some of them. But the, the big thing is, is that when you hit the reset, when you stop it and hit the reset button, uh, instead of having to swing all the way around like a normal chronograph, uh, it has a, uh, what they call a hammer built yeah. into it that, uh, when you press the reset button swings into these kind of cam shaped or well, cams on the back of the wheels and it's and it immediately resets them to zero, just it's, like a mechanical. It snaps back. So as opposed right. to a quartz chronograph like my uh, Orion Christmas Chrono, when I have to reset it, it continues going clockwise, but it ha but it just it goes all the way back around, uh, you know, the dial. Uh, right. A quartz chronograph like Zoolander is not an ambi turner. It can only go in in the one direction. Can't turn can't turn two ways. But the but the mecha quartz, you hit the button and it has that mechanical snap back of a uh, basically a mechanical chronograph. Yeah, right. It's an it's instant cool. reset. But at its core, uh, you know, I don't I, I don't know, you know, what you know, it, at its core it is just a, a quartz watch. And the the sake of when we talk about mecha quartz, there are several of them out there. Uh, but but the ones we see most often are the VK sixty three and sixty four, which is oh, yeah. the three register or the two register, um, and uh, you know those are oh god I lost my train of thought, <laughs> Lord Jesus, but okay. um, but uh, you know those uh, those are the ones we see the most I think because um, I mean they're really prolific in micro brands, you know what I mean. Which is probably yes, why we see this, them everywhere. And that's what I was going to say. I, I got it. I got it. It's back. Okay. Um, 
they are zero jeweled movements, you know, so they're not super expensive. They do have plastic parts in them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably not something that's going to last a, a hundred years, but you know, it does its job for now. And if you take care of it, it'll keep doing so. Uh, I mean, I, I don't plan on lasting a hundred years. So why would I expect my watch to do any, <laughs> any better than me? <laughs> Your grandkids might. You never know. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll 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 I'll, I'll pass down my one hundred fifty dollars Mechacords Chrono. To my That's kids. it. <laughs> I mean, I, I could this every know. day. And now you can too. Don't clean out the wrist cheese. That's going to be worth something one day. You never. But know. But basically, that that instant reset's really the only difference. Uh, because yeah. and this is what I was telling you before the show. I want to get into. You know, the Mecha Quartz, I think, was a lot of people's first, uh, you know, people who don't have a ton of money to spend on watches. That was their first experience with a, what a semi-mechanical watch chronograph acts like. You know, mm. it had the sweeping second hand. It had the instant reset. But now, as we've gone on, uh, I've actually noticed it seems like a decline in Mecha Quartz watches in the microbrand world, it almost seems, with... A lot of like Miyota 6S 21s, um, you know, my uh, uh, Zodiac has a movement in it I've never heard of, but it, it, you know, they also have the sweep second hand, you know, just like a Mecha Quartz does, but they don't instant reset. But yeah. I've seen a lot of those movements pop it up, so I'm, I, I'm guessing they're probably cheaper. Um, but also, what I've noticed is that a lot of watches in the same price point are switching somewhat to the Seagull ST19. I was, I was just going to say, it's probably because that chronograph is becoming more available to microbrands, and it's probably super cheap. Correct. And, you know, we talk about the court snobbery. <laughs> uh, that, that's, I believe, is what's happening. You know, they awesome. found out, oh, I could put out a $400 watch with an ST19 and go, oh, it's mechanical, bro. And you, too, can go to the Yacht Club, you know, <laughs> and, and be like, oh, bro, this is mechanical. Uh, somebody made it. It's cut the gears out with a lathe and stuff. You know, too so funny. I feel like Mecha Quartz was really cool when it came out. I, I, my first experience with a Mecha Quartz was years ago mm. in a Hell Gray Silverstone, which was an okay watch. I remember uh, that watch. Wow. Yeah, dude. I got to Google it, it now. And that was okay. It wasn't a bad watch. I yeah, actually yeah. don't. I think mine was blue. I think mine had, was blue with two silver registers. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, for instance, Hell Gray doesn't make that watch anymore. And their chronographs are using something else. Um. And the then, first Mecha Quartz I ever interacted with was the, <laughs> that fucking Undone chronograph. Right. Undone does. They still yeah, use them. They still they use them. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Autodromo still has a couple of chronograph watches yeah. with that movement in it. I just wish they weren't the Ford collaboration watches. I really like the original Prototipo that they had with that movement in it, but they don't make it anymore. Damn. Um, <laughs> you know, so... But I think I, I literally think that Mecha Quartz was something really new and special when it came out, and it gave people their first taste of what it was like to sort of semi own a mechanical chronograph, yeah. which is a lie because it's still a hell of a lot easier to take care of and not screw up. But um, 
Oh yeah, the, the the like you can really like a mechanical chronograph. I don't think people understand how intricate they are, and by intricate, I mean how easy to break they are. If that sucker does not reset to zero on a mechanical chronograph, you're taking something apart. My 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 pulley up thirty one thirty three doesn't reset to zero, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm never using this again. It's got to be taken. <laughs> It's exactly. got to be taken apart. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, yeah. So it's, it, it's, that's why I love quartz chronos. I have several quartz chronos. Um, I just love quartz watches. And I want, like, this, like, doing all this research inspired me to want to get, like, another, like, a, like and, and keep another mecha quartz chrono. But I think, I think you brought up something that's actually really interesting. And it didn't occur to me. I guess the age of the mecha quartz chrono is kind of, past like the golden age yeah and i think i think what's happened is that the competition has caught up and Mm. and you know i think the other companies say hey well we can put out a sweep second chrono too you know ours may not instant reset but when you push that button it's the second hand sweeps around just like the others yeah um in fact the zodiac grand rally that i have and i forget the movement it's the one i hadn't heard of um but you know it has a 30 minute register and your center second hands. And when the second hand goes all the way around for the minute, right. Uh, it just like a mechanical watch actually, you know, clicks, you know, the minute over one click. Let me see if you I know, can find the movement in this. See a, a, a mechanical chronograph doesn't, you know, that minute doesn't just keep moving it. Every time the second hand comes around, you know, it flips a, you know, a, a mechanism that, flips the minute hand over by one minute. Yeah. Whereas a mecha quartz, the minute hand is actually, it's, it's moving all the time. So at the 30 second mark, it's halfway between the two. So that doesn't actually work like a mechanical chronograph. Mm. Um, but so I, like I said, I think a lot of other movements have, have, you know, said, well, we can do that too. And it's popular. I think that's what people want to see. They're done with like the old ticking second chronograph. Because, like I said, they too want to be part of the yacht club. Is the end consumer paying more for one of these kind of like newer quartz chronographs you're talking about? You know, maybe in some instances. Mm. Because some of these mecha quartz chronos are still pretty cheap. Like the one I've got in my hand is not very much. And the I remember the Hell Gray Silverstone was only like 225 bucks when it came out. Um. You know, and I think what's happened is they've, you know, I think the quartz chronographs have kind of moved up into the three to four, maybe even as high as four seventy five range. But, you know, guess who else is in there, too? You know, that's the ST19 is in that range. Yeah, shit. And if you want that sweet ass watch that uh, I think Alex and uh, GTS Derek have the. Pierre Paulin, the oh the Pierre just, Paulette or whatever, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a good looking watch, powered by an ST19, and that I sucker mean, is two hundred and some odd bucks. It's just funny. I feel like if I have the choice, if I have two, if someone, if someone broke into my home right now and handed me two hundred bucks and put a gun in my head and said buy a watch, either which which is which is also like a terrible scenario, and my options are Mecha Quartz or a Seagull, I'm probably going to choose the Mecha Quartz because I don't have to worry about it breaking or anything like that you know what i'm saying yeah and and interestingly oh i'm sorry no i'm sorry i didn't mean to talk over you i was just gonna say that's where we're different uh because (laughs) if i'm telling you right now i'm i'm holding the dan henry 1964 
Nice. I actually love this watch quite a that's bit. One of, that's one of my picks. That's well, one, that's of, my one picks, of my picks, too. So let's just get that out of the way, everybody. The Dan Henry 1964. You know, it's a very give them cool a round watch. of applause. Yeah, there but, you go, uh, Dan. <laughs> it is a good-looking watch. I like it a lot. I wish it had a white center second hand on the black dial. But anyway. Um, but, oh, uh, shit, it's blue. You're yeah, right. it's blue. It's hard to see on a black dial. <laughs> um, but, you know, with this watch, no kidding, this watch... 38 millimeters looked exactly like it did, but they said, Oh, well, it's got a Chinese mechanical system in it, bro. I don't give a crap. What's behind that doll. Like gorgeous. It's yeah. To, if you saw a sweeping running seconds and then when you pushed it, it's sweeping seconds and all that, that's, that's icing on the cake, bro. But you know, your time accuracy is going to be trash, but you know, it is what it is. It is, but no, these things. So this, 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 this watch is a good example of just like, it's like a pure kind of ideal, almost like racing chrono, I guess, essentially. But like, this, with a quartz move, with the mecha quartz movement, I right. love that. Yeah, and it's it's really you know it's, uh, it's based on obviously this watch is very heavily based on the right. uh, Hoyer twenty four forty seven. And which had three registers just like that, which had the tachymeter bezel or, I mean, a chapter ring or however you say it. Um, the difference in a mechanical chronograph also is instead of a 24-hour subdial, you actually get an hour counter. Right. Which Quartz hasn't, uh, Seiko hasn't done yet, apparently, in one of these, which would, Seiko, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. <laughs> you know, you get your R&D department on that pronto. I I really, I think, even though it's not that I hate the 24-hour dial, but I definitely would love an hour counter more. Well, actually, that's why I love my, it's not Mecha Quartz, but my Gavox Rhodes. Have you seen that thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quartz, Quartz uh, Chronograph counts the hours. I have an alarm clock in there as well. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but I love this fucking watch. And see, I used to have a, um, I used to have a, have you ever heard of the, have you ever seen the Zeppelin watches? Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're kind of cool looking if you like that old like briquet look, you know. Yeah. Um, but I had a, you know, I had a chronograph that had a Ronda movement in it. The Swiss and, Ronda. Yeah. yeah, and it, you know, it uh, it just ticked the seconds away. It didn't sweep, mm. but it did have a minute and hour register. Oh, interesting. On it, so you could, I mean, you run that son of a bitch for twelve hours if you wanted to. Uh, which was kind of cool. And a thing a lot of people don't know about their quartz chronographs uh, is that because they don't use them. <laughs> We're using them to time our coffee. <laughs> but they will typically stop counting at about an hour. Oh, yeah. At an hour. After an hour, they my 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 Christmas chrono stops after an hour. So, some older ones may run forever, mm. uh, but typically the newer ones. And that's to save battery life. You know, right. I think Mecha Quartz, if I was looking at the specs right today, only says about three years on a battery, um, which they say it's less if you use it a lot, which we don't. So. Which we don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But yeah, this Dan Henry, this is this is a good one. I'm glad we both chose. I'm glad we both chose this one. You know, I've thought about selling this watch a couple times, and every time I do, I'm like, well, one, it doesn't bring a whole lot of money, but. Uh, you know, and it, for me, for some reason, it's not enough to justify getting rid of it. But I, I, I really like this design. And the thing about it is, is regardless of 
you know, as far as if you like a Hoyer twenty four forty seven, if you like that kind of watch, man, this is a really good looking one. Yeah. Uh, and it's not perfect. Dan Henry's got some quality issues. Mine had dust under the glass when I got it. Mm. Uh, my buddy bought the same watch. He he liked mine so much he bought one, and one of the chrono pushers flew out because the C clip fell out of it. You know, so, you know, and and there's a guy on the internet on YouTube who tore it up under a macro lens, and in my head I'm just like, bro, it's two hundred dollars. It's a, yeah, I mean that that's the it best thing to keep in mind. It's a two hundred dollar watch, guys. Dan Henry, Dan Henry's not lying to you. He's telling you where it's coming from. It's coming <laughs> from China. He's not lying about that. And no. For two hundred dollars, that's what you get. Yeah, he's not so individually making. Right, it's not Dan literally doing every single watch in his garage sending them out with love and care you know coming from china and he's and the thing is it's it's actually an interesting thing that i think people need to understand more and i've said this before in, in the past you're never going to pay this here's a good example 200 dollars for a watch and get that secret gem where the quality is perfect Everything is perfect. Like it's you know the, the 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 best possible movement and the highest quality loom. Blah blah blah. That watch for two hundred bucks does not exist. No one is out there looking to put themselves out of business to put the best watch on your wrist. You know. And the, and the thing is, is that's you know it's it's not new. It's always been like that. You know, if yeah. you look at a watch that maybe cost sixty bucks uh, in the eighties, you know, which would be the equivalent of about ten thousand dollars today i'm just kidding it's been silly but um if you if you look at a watch from the 80s it costs 60 dollars like it's probably going to have imperfections if it was plated gold it might have a little brass in it you know <laughs> don't tell people that they're gonna yeah. freak out <laughs> yeah you'll notice one day when you're sweating like wow my wrist is green you know oh no <laughs> So Man, I got, mean, that, got... that stuff's not new you know it's <clears throat> it's affordable and that's why it's affordable you know you got me thinking, man. My dad, my dad bought. So my dad's not a watch guy. He has one watch. And I've talked about this on air before. He has a Rolex Datejust that he bought in 1981 or 1980. Or no, it was 1980. It was it was 1979 or 1980. He bought a Rolex Datejust um, after he completed medical school, whatever, and he literally went to the Boca Town Center. He went to Mayor's. He walked in. Pointed at the watch in the case, gave the person money, and walked out. I want to ask him how much he paid. I, you know, I have no idea how much he paid for that I th- watch. I think you'd be shocked. <laughs> I think Damon and I had a discussion one time, and it may have been on one of the older like writing room episodes on YouTube. Yeah. And Damon was talking about like a vintage. He had picked like a vintage Hoyer because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Damon is as silly as he is on the balance cock bugle, he's got some BA freaking vintage chronographs. He's, a, and, he's totally a sleeper. He's got some crazy ass shit. Dude, he just he's got, has. yeah, he's got <laughs> some that I sit and just like drool over. Um, <laughs> and he's also very knowledgeable about chronographs. And there's an article that he wrote about the Venus one seventy. Yes. That may not be as funny as some of the other ones, but it's a great read. And it's an interesting uh, history on that movement and that movement is the basis for a lot of other movements. But yeah. that aside, we were talking about, uh, he was talking about a Hoyer that you could get for 
like eighty dollars in the seventies. I, I remember if, this. Yeah, 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 yeah with yeah. like twenty-eight box tops or something, <laughs> and eighty bucks. Or the you know, if you bought so many marble reds and. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like if you have that watch today, it's worth fifteen grand. God, it was eighty bucks, which is a lot of. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. It's probably worth, you know, that's the equivalent of a couple hundred bucks today. No kidding. Probably a couple hundred be. bucks yeah. or, or almost 500, maybe something like that. But still like to imagine, could you imagine getting a, like a modern tag Hoyer chronograph, uh, mechanical or automatic chronograph or any chronograph that's other than one that might show up in an Invicta. Um, like, can you imagine getting a luxury brand or semi-luxury brand chronograph for the equivalent of $500? No, I would assume it was made of fucking styrofoam or some shit. Right. You know? You know. Too so. crazy, man. But I'm, I'm going to ask my dad what the fuck he paid for that Rolex in 1979 or 1980. I swear I remember a guy telling me that he got one in the late 60s or early 70s for like three or four hundred bucks oh my fucking god <laughs> which was a lot of money back then but i mean if you go to the inflation calculator yeah let's uh, how uh, this is my favorite thing in the world because people are like people are always like man gas costs so much nowadays it was so cheap in the 70s and i'm like uh 60 cents is the equivalent of two dollars and 85 cents today so it's <laughs> so 19 not really that much more 79 Let's just say five hundred bucks. The okay, so in nineteen seventy nine, if he paid five hundred bucks in twenty twenty one, it would have been eighteen hundred bucks. Oh wow! Right, still pretty so, cheap for a fucking Rolex. It is, and I looked up. I went to nineteen seventy one and just kind of typed in five hundred dollars, and that's thirty two hundred dollars, almost thirty three hundred dollars. So. Was it expensive back then? Absolutely. Is it? Are they as expensive as they are now? Absolutely not. No way. You're if you walk into a like a Rolex AD or boutique, you're not if you if you buy the cheapest thing there, you're walking out having paid probably seven or eight thousand bucks. And that's like for like a lady date just I think. <laughs> oh like like legitimately. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of dudes walking around with lady date just in the future. Like you just walked out with what cool. they had. <laughs> you know? That's crazy, man. God dang. All right, well, here, let's do this next pick, because I guess we're just doing picks now. Cool Mecha Quartz chronographs. I have some cool picks. You go first. We already know that we both picked Dan Henry. Well, we both picked the Dan Henry. I'm, I'm going to choose one. So the, the reason that I'm kind of sad about the golden age of the Mecha Quartz being gone is that an affordable chronograph movement that's quartz and also gives you a good click feel, like the good mechanical stupid click feel, that then gives the watch designers, the watch manufacturers, a lot more resources to put into other parts of the watch. If they only have, if they only have to spend a few bucks on a movement, they can spend that money elsewhere on cool parts of the watch. And one of the one of the things I think makes micro brand special is just the way they choose to design a watch. You can always tell when a micro brand just does a catalog watch and they don't give a fuck. And then there are other brands like this one. This is Brew Watches who really tries to design in a theme or in sort of a vibe that's special to each watch. I chose the Brew Watches Mastergraph. Have you seen these? 
I have. And funny enough, the Brew Watches Retrograph was a honorable mention on my. Hey, uh, nice. <laughs> I, 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 I like the Brew Watches Retrograph a little bit more than the Mastergraph just because I prefer the bezel-less uh, look. The Mastergraph has got the bezel on it. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, the reason it became an honorable mention and not my third pick is because you can't buy one on their site right now. It's all sold out. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool watch. It's the dark side of micros. They don't have the inventory that like Swatch watch brands are going to have, you know? I know. And the thing is, is this year there's been a lot of, uh, you know, there's been a lot of supply disruption. I oh, get shit. that. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot, especially from Asia. Yeah. Um, so, you know. But I'm glad we both had. I'm, I'm glad both of our, or at least your honorable mention was a brew. One of my choices was a brew. Go and check out brewwatches.com. It's brew-watches.com. Check out the Mastergraph. It's got the bezel. If you want something that's a bit more of a kind of clean, with a bit more of like a retro touch, check out the actual um, Retrograph, which is Baird's honorable mention. Both of these are incredible examples of Mecha Quartz watches that I feel allowed John over brew watches to have just more appropriate resources to put in other parts of the watch. Like these things are fucking awesome and they're designed incredibly well. So yeah, the retrograph is a cool, I mean, I'll, I've always liked those. Um, and I've, it's one of those things that I've nearly pulled the trigger on several times, but, mm. uh, it's, 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 I've already got a mecha quartz watch and you know, it, it, I don't know. I shouldn't be that way, but it's, the retrographs, I mean, they've come in some neat colors for one. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. It is square. You know, I need a square watch bird. I got to <laughs> close the door on the fucking squared watch hunt, man. Get you one of those Seiko, uh, Cartier tanks. <laughs> <laughs> have, we have, we have a review on the site. Maybe I should. Just yeah. And they're cheap. One. You can get those suckers for less than a hundred bucks. Mad cheap. Yeah. And they don't have a running second hand, so nobody has to know that it's less than a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's that's one of my picks. I'm glad we both. I'm glad we both had brew. I always brew watches is one of the micros that I just. I'm always going to just really respect the hell out of. Yeah, know? it's a good looking watch. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just maybe keep my eye out in case he gets these back in stock or something. I don't know. What, what about you? What's uh, what's one of your mecha quartz picks? So my next pick is a watch I actually have never owned, and that's a mistake. I probably should buy one of these because their designs are out of sight. Mm. I actually like these a lot, um, and they are available on the website. Uh, <laughs> but mine was the – and they, they actually have a couple of watches with quartz, uh, mecha quartz uh, movements in them, but I picked this particular one. This particular one I like a lot, and uh, I – Greg, you guys remember Greg Bedrosian? Oh, he yeah. actually has one of these. It's super cool. He used to send nice. me a bunch of pictures of them. But it is the Nazumi Witcher, oh, yeah. and they are only three hundred sixty-one bucks, and come in a couple different colors with a, a sweet ass brown uh, rally strap. And the cool thing I I know about this company. This company is out of Sweden, and we all know Sweden makes good things, Sobs and Volvos. But um, <laughs> uh, this guy is actually, he was sort of a, a car guy anyway, and that is 
really reflected in his designs. Yeah. Oh uh, my God. And yeah. I think, he, you know, not just the fact that it's got the mecha courts in it, that aside, it, it literally is just down to business, like 60, 70 inspired racing car, uh, watches. They're not trying to be anything else. They're not trying to pretend to be anything or not. He doesn't even put, you know, uh, you know, even on the, they've got a new diver out, by the way, that looks great. Oh, let me uh, see it here. Dude. I haven't seen it yet. It Didn't was. realize they were doing divers. They've got two. Or it's one, one watch. One's just plain, plain white markers. The other's oh, guilt. But cool. It's got a Seiko NH35 in it. And oh. it is $361. Shit. Yeah. Wow. That's a good looking watch. I don't know how to say the name, but it's cool. Let me see, Baleen? Baleen? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But That's cool. These are fun. Yeah. And no, no see-through case back on the back of that diver because you don't need one. <laughs> you don't need, it's cool, but you don't need one. <laughs> but nonetheless, if you go to their website and look through uh, their chronograph watches, they, they have a couple of different uh, uh, styles, which all seem to have the mecha quartz movement in it so there's kind of a style for everybody mm. um i even like i think these these are new like the uh i don't know how to say it tonner 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 yeah we are two red-blooded americans bear tonner toner yeah, I, I don't know I, how to I, say that word <laughs> i don't either i'm sorry <laughs> but uh you know but he's got uh there, there's a couple on here and they're you know affordable readily available and good looking. And the one Greg had was that limited edition they did with the Pink Panther. Oh, so yeah. his Suzuki was, was pink. That son of a bitch was cool as crap. Yeah. You could wear that sucker with a white linen jacket downtown and be the coolest <laughs> guy on the street. Here's the, so this, I'm looking at the specs for these Mega Quartz pieces on the Zumi uh, wire right now. This so Mega Quartz also does an incredible thing of it's not gigantically thick. No, like that's right. If you if you were just like man, I wish you could find a mechanical quartz chronograph for three hundred bucks under fifteen millimeters. Keep fucking dreaming and just buy a mecha quartz chronograph because yeah. it's just the 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 size is perfect. Yeah, know? the the uh, I think they say the case height on the uh, Voiture or Voitor is eleven yeah. point twenty five millimeters plus one point seventy five for the dome glass. So yeah, I mean it's it's going to feel thinner. This one, this Tonner, Toner one, I'm super sorry, people, we don't know how to fucking say the names of these watches. 10.5 millimeters high, plus 0.15 for the Dome Sapphire. Oh, this thing is fucking Sapphire? Yeah. What? Yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe he could have gotten a Sapphire Crystal because he saved money on the fucking movement. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. 40 millimeters, great size. 47 lug to lug for Steve because he can't do anything over 47. (laughs) Uh you know, but that's, uh, you know, I think they're a good looking watch. Um, and this watch is actually that particular watch been around for a while. Um, and funny enough, I don't feel like I see a lot of them, but it was one of the first affordable, like mecha quartz chronographs I ever saw. Mm. There may have been a company out of Europe that had kind of a Russian name that had one for a while. I can't remember. But uh, but this there was this one and I remember seeing it a lot once upon a time and I I think I still think they're a good looking watch. I see, you bring up a good point. I don't see these. I don't see Nazumi that much. That's weird. Dude, they're good looking. These are super I, good I, looking. 
I might uh, I might uh, pull the trigger on one of these someday and see how they look in uh, you know in the real world. But right, everyone, go check out NizumiStudios.com. It's N-E-Z-U-M-I Studios.com. Check out these chronographs. Check out these divers, Baleen. Dude, that it, diver's good looking. I have a question. Do you have a, Do you have in front of you right now? What? The diver, like the picture. Yes. Look at the bezel barkers. The bar is between the two digits, so it's one. So it's one zero, but like it's a ten, and then the bar is in the middle of that. Did you see that? Yeah. Is that? Oh, that's kind of cool. I've never. I don't think I've seen that, but I actually kind of like it. Yeah, I I think the you know. And I would probably get the one with the gilt paint just because I'm a sucker for advertising. But, <laughs> um, like, dude, I think that's a good looking little diver. And let me tell you something you're not going to see it on anything. Like, I haven't heard of it. I ran across it today because I was looking at the chronograph. Yeah, I've never, I had but, no idea this thing existed. You know, NH35, just like everybody else in that price range. They've cut, you know, it's $361 probably because it comes with a leather strap and not, oh my God, everybody just turned off their computers, <laughs> but it comes with a leather strap rather than a bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so a uh, leather strap on a diver, you know, God forbid. God forbid. That's but too funny. That's probably how they kept that price down a little bit. Exactly. And I think that's a good looking watch. I think I don't, and I've never, I don't have one in person or anything, but you know, depending on how well it's built, you know, that could be a competitor for some uh, uh, slightly larger micro brand names that we hear about more often. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it just it depends what the quality is like. Maybe we can try and get one in for review or something. I'm looking at look at these Voyagers. I love how many like versions of these. Uh... They have a really cool black and gold one too that I thought thought was really neat. Yeah. And it is still available, I believe. Let's oh, see. wow. That one is really cool. I think it's the VQ2412. 412, yeah. I'm looking at that, too. That's cool. And person, that one I would probably get on the black strap because I like black and gold better than brown and gold. But Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's not a bad looking, you know. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Man, oh man, good pick, good pick. So so far we've got, uh, we both we both chose uh, Dan Henry, nineteen sixty four Grand Turismo chronograph. Uh, we both chose Brew. I chose the Master Graph. You chose the Retrograph. Uh, we were just going through your choice with the Nizumi Voiture or Voiture, however you say it. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Huh? Are you on Slacks? I can send you a link. Uh, yes. So this one's a little out of left field. Uh, well, I hope so. <laughs> this is from a brand. Uh, so this oh, is a, I know this watch. This is a Spinnaker. This is a Spinnaker Hull Chronograph, which I think is fairly new. I think they just finished the pre-order for these, so <laughs> sorry. 235 bucks. It's basically like... It's like the Spinnaker hull, which is sort of like a weird cushion case, Panerai-looking thing, dive watch. But they kind of made a chronograph out of it. It looks like it's a sandwich dial. It's a... Well, oh, what's that? Did, did I miss something? No, uh-uh. Okay, sorry. I thought, I thought you were saying something. It's got a big date up at 12. It's Mecha Quartz. But here's the thing. I chose this, Baird. This is a $235 watch, and you're going to appreciate this. You see those, uh, you see those pushers? 
Yes. They screw down. They actually screw down. So it's not a fucking dumbass uh, made to look like it screws down. <laughs> it's not fake screw down, crowns. That motherfucker's actually screwed down. <laughs> and the crown screws down. So for $235, probably because he got a Mecha Quartz movement in here, he could also then afford to get proper screw down crowns. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and it's like... Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's a 42 millimeter case, but the cool thing about like that style uh, case uh, mm. is that it uh, uh, it's only 47.5 millimeters lug to lug. Yeah. So it doesn't wear huge. It's pr- it probably wears pretty well, in all honesty. Sp- Spinnaker's a pretty interesting brand. They have a whole bunch of different designs and watch models and things like that. But I was looking for like a newer Mecha Quartz thing that was going on. And this is the one that that just kind of caught my eye. I kind of like how on the fixed bezel, they have the tachometer on the outside of the watch. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I thought that was actually pretty cool. But I, 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 I wanted to highlight this because the literally bared, I did it just for you because the fucking pusher screwed down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's two for $235, everyone. Ugh. There's a few models of these. Uh, let me see here. Uh, where the fuck is the hull chronograph? Blah, blah, blah. Where's the damn colors on these things? There's like four or five colors, I think. Uh, I do like these. Maybe I'll jump on the pre-order for one. I do like these, actually. I don't know. It's not expensive. It's 200 bucks. That's crazy, man. You know? I know my, Japanese. Non, my non-watch friends are like, $200, you're out of your mind, but that's the <laughs> scope of things. Yeah, it's a VK73 Mecha Quartz. So, so. that's a different one. You know, the, all yeah. of them so far have been 63s or 64s. That is one of the different ones. That has, I'm guessing it's the big date. It is, yeah, the big date at the top. Yeah, that's the only thing I can, I can really think of. And I'm also a sucker for a big date, so that's why this one kind of popped out at me, but... Um, the lug to lug was definitely interesting because I, so Michael was here this past, um, this past, like, I guess week or weekend or whatever. And he was here with his Panerai and I tried on his Panerai and it's fucking gigantic on me. Really? It's a giant. Well, it's funny cause Michael and I are the same wrist size. Well, the bear, the other issues I've been wearing my fucking 39 millimeter grand Seiko titanium yeah. everywhere. Right. It's like wearing an empty soda can. That's been crushed like on my it's just so light and tiny. And then I put on fucking Michael's giant dick panerai and I'm like, oh my god, this is just a giant watch on my little thin wrist. You know what I mean? And so um see when I was looking at this watch, it has kind of that pillow cushion, sorry everyone, cushion shaped panerai case, but the lug to lug is a lot more manageable. So it's kind of what made it pop out to me. Yeah. Right. Still 47.5, Steve. You can rock it. <laughs> you hear that? Ugh, too cool. But yeah, that was my that was my kind of like out of left field, uh out of left field pick. Well, I have one more and I didn't want to ch- I tried to find one in a brand name. Okay. It's not necessarily a micro brand. And uh, you know, again, this is gonna be race car inspired. I this is just what I gravitate toward. I wish that I could also be Steve McQueen, but I can't. <laughs> so uh, I picked, they have two watches that have this movement in it. I picked the 
the one I like better is the one I'm going to name. Yeah. But I picked the Yema oh, Rally Graph. I'm Googling it now. Of course, I spelled graph wrong. God damn it. Yeah, it's just one F. Yeah. It's F instead of PH. <laughs> That's literally what I did. Oh, man. Uh, where'd you go? There we go. These things are cool, dude. Look at the K shape. Yeah. And this is, and this is the thing, you know, this is a, just the, the, the two register model. And Dan Henry also does a 64 and a two register. And I don't like that one as much Mm. because the dial seems so empty. And I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, the Yema because of the kind of trapezoidal looking, uh, sub dials yeah. makes a little bit more and the bezel being on the outside sort of makes a little bit better use of that, uh, empty space. Um, so well, this can, one I, I actually kind of like, you can pre-order this watch for 350 bucks, 350 bucks. What? I, I thought it was going to be a thousand, be a thousand bucks. Everything I've ever seen from Yemen has been super expensive. If it's got a, if it's got anything automatic in it, yeah, it can get pretty, pretty expensive. 350 uh, bucks is not bad. And the cool, much. yeah, and the cool thing is they also have the 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 Yema mean graph, um, and they they call them super, and then they have a couple letters and numbers, uh, but those are kind of cool too. A little bit of a different style. Oh, uh, it's a beefier case. It looks like right, and I, the bezel around it may move, uh, but cool colors, you know, very much. Very, very like has the uh, almost like the almost like the checkerboard uh, chapter ring in the well, on the for, dial. For four hundred and thirty bucks, I can get the uh, the Yema Rally Mario Andretti Special. Yeah, what do you think you want to go have these with me, dude? Let me tell you, Mario Andretti uh, has a couple of Yemas still in his collection. I saw this on the oh, Hodinky. Cool you know, YouTube thing they interviewed him <laughs> once. And he, he has a couple of watches that like he was wearing when he ran, when he won certain races. And that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty bad. Uh, oh, this guy from Nicholas from Yemma wants to give me a 10% off voucher. <laughs> Did you see the little, get little pop-up thing too. Yeah. But that's a, you know, I think that's a cool looking watch too. Um, uh, that one's a little thicker. You can see from the side that the case design is a little bit more, uh, robust, but oh, uh, yeah, you're not joking. How yeah, it's a, I don't know, I hadn't looked at that. Uh, 13 it's millimeters, 13 it millimeters, really weird. not that bad. Yeah, it looks, it looks way like, thicker. Yeah, it looks a lot bigger on paper almost. But Yemma, fire your photographer. That is a very unflattering photograph of that. And watch I think the, the uh, yeah, I think it's also because it's a hidden lug watch. Um, oh, there's no yeah. like little cutaways for the lugs and like to make yeah. it so it just looks like a big chunk of metal right but yeah. you know that bezel that bezel moves i guess it's i don't know if it's you know what it's for if it converts kilometers to, to whatever like but it. It, it's it's kind of cool looking that's a cool watch uh, you, can, you can fidget with it when you're stuck at the dmv paying your speeding tickets like right. I, I i i don't know why i don't know why else it would move and it has super luminova but that. uh but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the mean graph and the rally graph, I think those are two good looking watches and they're very affordable in my opinion. Yeah. I'm super surprised that things are only 350 bucks. 
and it's a name brand, you know. It's a name brand. If, yeah. if you have a problem with a micro brand, there's there's a name brand, and it's got yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's also the other issue of like we we've just in the 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 you know few years that we've been doing this, we've seen micrographs or micrographs, goddamn micro brands come and go. So like if if I bought a micro brand watch two years ago and they're like you got a ten year warranty and they're fucking gone now it's a pretty meaningless warranty. You know, funny you'd say that because I was looking up a watch and I cannot remember what it was, mm. uh, but I was looking up one today. It was a chronograph and they made some really cool looking. I bet I can find it. I bet I can find it. I bet I know yeah, what man. it is. Let me go to Google and type in. Yeah. So there used to be a watch that came out a few years ago. And if you type in the name, I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but it's the first word is Moto, M-O-T-O. And the second word is K-O-U-R-E. If you type in Moto Cure, uh, core, Cure. Watch, whatever, your first one it's going to come up to is a worn and wound yeah, uh, website. And this, this watch, they had a couple different, I remember seeing this watch Whoa. years ago and they had a, yeah, they had a couple different dial colors and what have you. They have a surfboard fucking dial, which is the best. <laughs> and uh, that was a cool watch. And I remember thinking, man, I want one of those so bad. Well, guess what? That company does not exist. I could not wow. find a website. And nor could I find anything from the last couple of years uh, from them. Everything I found was, you know, kind of back in the day. But And that watch, and this is kind of neat. Oh, this is another movement I wanted to bring up, by the way. Oh. Some of these were powered by Seiko NE88s. No way. Which is... Mecha, uh, mechanical chronograph. Got it. And so cool. not that expensive. How much does not... Let me see. Let, let me do my favorite thing. Control F dollar sign. Like, I have seen a watch. Maybe not this one in particular. This one, I think, was 950 bucks when it came out. But... I feel like there was a watch I saw recently, maybe today, with an NE88 in it that was only 500 bucks. Jesus. Maybe 600 somewhere in that area. Yeah, this one here says price is about 900 bucks, which actually isn't bad for like a fucking mechanical chronograph. Especially this, you don't see the Seiko NE88 really that much, in all honesty. Why not? I think it's well. This this probably why the business is gone. It's probably expensive. You know, yeah. it's probably a super expensive fucking. Like if this watch, if maybe if the seagull was more was more prevalent when this watch came out, they'd still be around. I don't know. I would I would love to see. I mean, like Michael and I have talked about that the uh, the NE eighty eight movement before. Um, I don't know why we don't see it. And the only thing I could think of is cost. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. You know, the thing about it is, is a, a smaller brand is going to have to try to, uh, one compete. So they, you know, they're not going to want to spend a ton of cash to price themselves out of the competition. Um, but it is kind of, you know, it's a cool movement. Uh, and it's a name brand movement, you know, a big, uh, Man, these things are cool. I'm just looking at now. I'm just looking at it looks like random images of these moto. Dude, that watch was cool, man. And I I hate that I can't find anything about them because uh, you uh, might have, like. Have you seen Stratton watches? Or Stratton? 
Yeah, I think I have. And uh, let me see if I can. Yes, Stratton. S T R A T O N. Kind of similar. It is kind of similar. There is a. Let me see something here. Hold on a second. Although some of these Stratton pieces are fucking chunky as shit. I had to. I I I reviewed one a while back. It was. The thickest watch I've ever had on my fucking wrist. And and the Stratton watch used to make one that kind of looks like those Yemas, funny enough. But there's <laughs> oh, one, yeah. one issue that I had with the Stratton, and I, I found it. Yeah. And it's that chrome S on the dial. <laughs> God, I know I sound like an old hag right now, just like picking <laughs> something, but that logo. Uh, their, their logo. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> It is kind of like a frumpy looking like S. It's yeah, just kind it's of like, there. What can we put on our watch? I know an S. Oh, genius! Sold. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we plate that in chrome? Can we? Look at that. Now I can't unsee it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, now everybody's gonna not unsee it. And <laughs> get a nasty letter from Stanton, like Stratton. Oh, like I, dick. I wrote such a bad review of their what is it? Uh, Lagura. Ligara bullhead chronograph. They didn't send anything bad to me, and that would have been the time to do it. Wow, this watch, the bullhead was so fucking annoying. It was just a giant fucking watch. Oh yeah, too big. It was huge, dude. It was like uh, case. Oh yeah, there's your review. Oh, you found it? Yeah, googled it. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It's a giant fucking. How big was it? Oh, see. Uh, let me see. Well, it was complicated because it was two different thicknesses. Oh, yeah. I see that. You know? Let me see. Let me find my fucking... Oh, that some bitch is tall. Holy crap. Control F M M. I got to update the header on this one. This is an old one. M-M. Come on. Let's see here. Oh, my God, dude. There we go. Uh, 16 millimeters. And it's thick. Mm. Holy shit! It's a oh, it is a it is a seventy seven fifty man. That's son of a bitch's bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, thirteen millimeter at its thinnest and sixteen millimeters at its thickest. It's too fucking big, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. You know. It's cool looking. It's just I just felt ridiculous on my wrist. Oh, and that was the other issue. There weren't, <laughs> this might be a me problem. There weren't enough holes in the strap, so I couldn't actually have it tight on my wrist. Oh, well, that's not a you problem. Let me, <laughs> you don't think so? Let me rant about micro brand straps. Let's I don't, do it. I don't know why the hell they think everybody's wrist is six inches, <laughs> but you have no idea how many micro brands I've had in the last couple of years that are in for review or whatever. And I can only get the damn strap in the first hole. Yeah. So I oh, can't even put it, I can't even put it under the damn, uh, uh, the damn keeper. And right. it just looks like I, I don't know how to tie my watches around my wrist, you know? Well, it's funny. You have the opposite issue. I don't, I, I have two, I need more holes. You know I need, what I mean? I need more length. You need more length. <laughs> oh, micro brand straps. Man, I hadn't thought about this watch in a long time. Look at this fucking stupid watch. Closing, <laughs> this, closing this review. But yeah, for 200 bucks, but this is also a very expensive watch, I think. It was like 
I think seven hundred or like a thousand bucks or something. If it had a seventy-seven fifty, I guarantee it's close to a thousand. Yeah, you know, only Invicta can put a seventy-seven fifty in something and sell it for six hundred bucks. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean, it, I, it is kind of sad. And we can start rounding out the the the, the topic. It is kind of sad. Like it didn't, it didn't occur to me until you said the golden age of mecha quartz is gone. That makes me now want to go and buy a fucking mecha quartz. And, and here, let's just say this also. This is that's not to say that we're hating on. Well, I can't speak for you. I'm not gonna speak for you. I'm not hating on the seagull st. Uh, I'm not either. Chronograph movement. It's just that, given the choice. I don't think I would. I would. I would. I would still go for quartz, but that's just because I love quartz chronographs. Um, and, and I'm the opposite. I would probably opposite. go for the mechanical. Just I don't know. I, I, I if I'm telling you, if Dan Henry put an ST19 in this sucker, right well, here. Your your perspective is also different, dude. Because you got to remember, you're not the general watch person. If a chronograph on your wrist breaks, you're told you are totally comfortable taking it apart and fixing it. Yeah, I mean, the rest of us aren't. I've. I've <laughs> I've the funny enough, I've actually uh um this uh Steinhardt that I have that I'm using to time the episodes so that you know you don't have to <laughs> worry about people being like, Oh, I could have watched Justice League in that time. Uh, <laughs> but uh you know, when I got it, it had what they call kind of the the uh chrono second hand shimmy. It sort of sh- it was jerked a little bit. Shimmy. And there's a basically, and I was like, oh my God, when I got it, I didn't know what to do. But then I just started researching it more and I was like, okay. So I took, I opened it up and I took the automatic, uh, the whole automatic work off the top of it. And once you get in there, chronograph really, it just looks a lot more complicated than it is. And there are a lot of springs that can fly across the room and then your thousand (laughs) dollar watch is ruined. Um, but it was a simple adjustment, and I mean a minute one. And all you have to do, you have to get a lot of magnification and look at how the gears are meshed, and it's got to be meshed a certain amount into the mm. other gear. If it's too much, the watch will stop, and if it's too little, the second hand won't move because it's slipping. So you it's got to be. Sweet spot. It's got to be. You got to put it in that sweet spot, and once you mm. do, you know it. It runs great. But, Interesting. Uh, uh, but I, I like mechanical stuff. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I'll, I don't have a problem with the ST19. We used to have some users that really didn't like it, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's action on its pushers could be a little better. I know Dr. Watcherman thinks that uh, he, he had and mine may be different. I have a, one of them and maybe his is better than mine, but he likes the smooth click. I like a, I like a pusher response. I like a, a hard click. Right. So well, I think that's probably I mean the, the 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 click preference or just the preference for any type of click is probably what drew everyone to all those mecha quartz movements in the first place. That's what we were saying earlier in the show, and it's just like Yeah, now I'm kinda sad it's kinda it's kinda gone. I gotta get a yeah, mecha quartz now. Mecha quartz does have a nice click. There's no it doubt. It does. You yeah. know, if you if you came from a an older chronograph that just had a you know, an, a simple Rhonda movement in it or uh you know, something else, it, it, you know, the, the registers weren't, you know, the, that, that report that the, the button gives you wasn't really all that great. And hmm. then when the mecha courts came out, you clicked it and you're like, Oh my God, that's what it feels like to have money, <laughs> you know? 
man. And and people were like, you know, I know when mine starts and stops if it doesn't have a great click. I get that. But like if if you were actually timing a race, you're looking at the car coming to the start stop line and you're trying to look at the distance. You sort of, in my opinion, kind of want to know that you've pressed the button far enough. But we all know that that's bullshit scenario. <laughs> no one actually uses these. And if they do, it's like, there's a better way. I just wonder, I just wonder. So I know that timing equipment has been around for a long time, but I just wonder if there was like some old official once upon a time that stood next to a racetrack and was like, oh, it's, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. Thirty-eight point six seconds. He's reading it off his watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. That's too good. Well, um, here let's do this. Let's start rounding this out. Really hope everyone enjoyed the show. Hope everyone enjoyed our picks. What are your picks, honestly, for Mecha Quartz Chronos? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there is no fucking way on earth we covered all of the ones that were cool. We also really did our best to just not mention, like, specific Seiko models. Because obviously everyone knows, like, the, if you go to Amazon, you can buy a Seiko Mecha Quartz right now. I forgot what the actual branded, like, uh, reference number is. The, I just know the the uh, the non-branded VK63 and 64 uh, reference numbers and everything like that, but... Share your picks for Mecha Quartz Chronos that you loved. And also at the same time, if there are brands, kind of like how I discovered Spinnaker still doing Mecha Quartz, are there any brands that are like still trying to do cool and new things with the Mecha Quartz movement? Also, what I'm more interested in, if you fucking hate Mecha Quartz, definitely let us know what's up. I'm very curious. Comment on the fucking Instagram or whatever we have now. It's at TubeWorkWashNobs. Go to TubeWorkWashNobs.com. Check out all the Balance Cog Bugle pieces. Check out Damon Bailey's sick-ass write-up on the Venus 170 uh, chronograph movement. Really, really, really incredible shit. Awesome insight. Awesome photos in there as well. In addition to that, let us know your thoughts on this week's show. And uh, Barry, am I forgetting anything? I think. Uh, Tell everyone your Instagram handle. So they can uh, talk. Oh, yes. Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I in underscore watches um, oh yes oh, we should find some like um what is it uh, public domain we should find some public domain like bar piano music to just like play in the background constantly <laughs> when we're doing this yeah and then it's just like light in the background maybe get a sound effect of glasses clinking oh my god <laughs> bar talk man yeah right. the, uh oh actually and I know we're supposed to end the show, but I, I really don't care. Is it possible to service a Mecha Quartz? Like, or is there anything, like, like you know what I'm saying? Or is it not worth it? Because the, well, the, actual, because the module on there is a mechanical module for the chronograph mechanism. Uh, the funny you would say that. There is a, there is a, what I was rooting around today. Uh, I did find a service guide for that watch. Um, really? Yeah. It is a zero jewel movement, which typically a lot of people don't service yeah. like for instance my uh 7a 28 seiko has like several jewels i can't remember the number but right. it's got several jewels in it it was built to last you know built to be serviced built to be you know uh to last whereas zero jewel movements you typically find in cheaper 
cheaper watches and the, and the VKs are not jeweled. At least the, the low end ones like the 6364 are not jeweled, but Seiko does have a technical manual form that does tell you how to take them apart and where, how to put them back together and where to oil them. Interesting. There is a service out there for it. Now, whether you want to pay somebody two to $500 to service your $200 watch is completely up to you, but you'd have to really love that thing. At at a certain point also, it's probably just cheaper to just take the movement out and put a new movement in. Like literally pay the watch person. Don't fix this fucking watch. Just put a new movement in here. Well, apparently, if you read some books, that's a watchmaker no-no. You don't really. Yeah, they say that. But you're right. I mean, that Mecca Quartz is not expensive. You can find them everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, if that sucker was catastrophically, you know, destroyed... It would, if you were, especially if you were doing it yourself, be cheaper to swap that sucker out. <laughs> yeah. Good chance it's to learn. <laughs> same reason that they don't rebuild many engines anymore. They just replace them. Really? What do they do with the broken engine? They put them in a scrapyard or sell them for <laughs> parts. It's It costs too much in labor to have a guy go through it. and It just seems so wasteful. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did with my truck. Uh, you know, my I've got a 93 Ford F-150, and it has nice. 272,000 miles on it. Jesus. And the original 5-liter engine finally uh, lost some oil pressure going up a hill and started knocking. Well, I'm not going to go through that engine because you right. can buy a used engine for that truck for $500. <laughs> and just take the old one out and put the new one in. I don't know why I thought it would be so much more money to buy oh, an engine. It's, it depends on the engine, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> if it was your dad's Porsche, you know, he's he's going to be sweating bullets. $500, Dad. This just... If you could find a Porsche engine for $500, <laughs> bucks, uh, don't that, trust that would be a, Yeah, that would be a banner weekend. Yeah, man, five hundred dollar Porsche engine is right up there with the five dollar steak. I'm it, not trusting these, that steak. These modern Porsche engines cost more than our cars did new. <laughs> oh man, the reason my dad—I'll never get this. Like, I asked my dad, like, you know, why he likes Porsche so much, and he looked at me and he's like, "My dad's a big Star Wars guy. If Darth Vader drove a car, it would be a black 911 Turbo." And I'm like, okay, yeah, dude. And like, as I got older, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I uh, can totally see that. I mean, <laughs> I think that if Darth Vader drove a car, it might be a 1989 Lumina black with a big ass number three on the side of it. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt. Raise hell, praise Dale. That's too good. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. Let, let's do this. On that note, Baird, it is time. It is the sad time. Always a pleasure to have you on there. Let's do this. We'll say goodbye and all that stuff, and then I'll stop recording but stay online, and then we'll say goodbye properly, not in front of all the fucking people. But <laughs> everyone, let us know your thoughts on this week's show. TwoBookWashingtonAuto.com. Let us know what's up. Um, stalk Baird on Instagram. Uh, let me think. I think that's basically it. Baird, when you're ready, say, thanks for listening. This is Baird, and then I'll do my thing, and I'll close this out. Well, I, I had a lot of fun this time, and James, I hope I was able to control my shrieking. Uh, 
more shrieking. I want yeah, more shrieking. So with that said, hope you all have enjoyed it. This has been Baird. This is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later.